1: It is Wednesday, August 11th. You are listening to another edition of the 5-Minute Morning here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. I am joined by the publisher of USCfootball.com, Mr. Ryan Abraham, to discuss one of the bigger topics in the country this week when it comes to the world of college football recruiting. Ryan, the student body right, a new collective-led NIL program for USC, which in, in, I guess, the minds of a lot of Trojans fans, hopefully brings... brings that program back up to par with some of its competitors.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you people know, USC's not been at the forefront of the NIL collectives. They have their own, well, sort of a subsidiary of that they've been associated with called Boulevard, but it's really not up and running yet. And they haven't really been putting some big numbers into that. We have to kind of wait and see where that goes. There were some alumni, I think, that were a little frustrated and seeing some of the schools that are having their collectives going for you know almost a year now. And they formed one. There's a, a few people that were actually on our message boards, Blair, that was kind of funny. And they came together. They got some big boosters. And uh, the LA Times broke the story this week that they're starting this collective but it's a little bit different you know what they're saying is they're going to be focused on current players it doesn't seem like they're going to get involved in the recruiting process but they want to set up like sort of a a baseline salary for all of the players that are academically eligible on the football team so it's kind of interesting but not some of the collectors where they're getting involved in the recruitment side i think that's what a lot of usc fans were kind of waiting for and we don't we haven't seen anything like that around usc at least
1: And I think when you think about collectives that are functioning at the college level, that still works as a recruiting pitch, right? Like that still allows USC to sell that as a recruiting process for for the players that are going through uh, and deciding which schools to go to and say, hey, if I end up at USC, this is what's going to be waiting for me. You you look at some of the misses that they've had uh, recently, right? Especially since Lincoln Riley took over. And for the most part, you could maybe imagine that NIL had a, a huge role in some of those decisions and then it, it came out recently that five-star commit malachi nelson the number two quarterback in this class for the 2023 group had already taken an unofficial visit to texas a&m and there's belief that nil has a huge draw there for him and in, in, in his ability to go out to call the station and, and take a look and and maybe hear the pitch from the aggies uh this could impact usc and what kind of things do you see this you know i guess impacting for the trojans moving forward
0: yeah. The one thing that's kind of interesting, and there's some collectives that are like this. It is a 501c3, I believe they call it. So it's a, you know, it's a charitable organization. So players would get money from this collective and then they would have to go out and do some charitable work, uh, community service, things like that. And if you make a donation to it, a part of, at least part of it can be written off. So that's kind of an interesting aspect of it. And a guy like Malachi Nelson, I think this is going to be a collective that's better for sort of like, Hey, the backup offensive guard is gonna get a you know, gonna get a baseline amount of salary. If you're a guy like Malachi Nelson, like one of the advantages of being USC and being in the entertainment capital of the world and all that in Los Angeles is there's gonna be some big corporate deals available for something like that. So so for someone like that. We've seen that with Caleb Williams a lot. I think a guy like Jordan Addison's been able to get some deals. You're a five star quarterback coming in. I think you're gonna be able to get some of that stuff because of where USC situated and where they're located. But I think this collective I don't know if it's gonna be super helpful for the players who are gonna be in and major demand. But for everyone coming in, I think if you're anyone in the recruiting class, if you're somewhere in the middle or towards the bottom, you know, you're going to come in and there's going to be this you know specific amount of money that's waiting for you, at least depending on how much the collective is, is able to raise. So I think it's going to be better for the average recruit for those top guys, I think you're going to rely on some of that star power in Los Angeles to get some corporate bot backing. And, you know, if you get a Beats headphones deal or whatever it is, even using the entertainment industry, you know, say you're right, uh, being able to be an actor and, and be in movies and TV shows and things like that. I think all that kind of stuff you got to use. I mean, if they don't have the collective money giving out, you know, helping prospects get to the school, I think you kind of use some of those other things at your advantage, you know, being where you are, you know, in the in the shadow of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this impacts USC. A couple of five stars already committed. Malachi Nelson, the five-star receiver, Bishop Gorman, Zachariah Branch, who also, by the way, took an official visit to Texas a and already during the process. And before we go, Ryan, how do you feel like this student body right, as well as the Boulevard, you know, I think movement that USC has begun, how do you feel that like they could intertwine in, in this space?
0: Yeah, there's there seems to be a little bit of animosity, at least on the USC side. You know, Athletic Director Mike Bone came out and sort of asked people to, you know, give their money to Boulevard because if you're a collective, you know, by definition. And the, the school's not involved with that, and they don't really have any control. They're worried that it could somehow get them into trouble uh, with the NCAA. So, you know, and the collective says that, they, you know, they're keeping everything above board. At, at some point, you would think they're both trying to accomplish the same thing, and neither one of them are really focusing on prospects. They're focusing on the current team. So could there be some sort of merger or some sort of, you know, handshaking down the road? That would be interesting to see. But I think what they're really trying to do is make sure, you know, LA is a very expensive city to live in that, you know, they, you get a limited stipend and all that kind of stuff, making sure that all these players have a certain amount of money that they're able to go because, you know, you know, playing college football, it's pretty much like a full-time job. This seems to be something, these both collectives seem to be something where they're trying to, you know, help these players out and give them some money to, to you know, help with living expenses and things like that that on the boulevard side too they also try to help with representation accounting taxes and you know all the legal stuff they try to do all that as well so i think they can there's an opportunity for these entities to work together and they're still trying to figure things out they're changing the you know the the goals and everything as you go forward but i think they can but right now uh they seem you know they seem to be kind of on parallel paths but they don't seem to be crossing
1: Ryan, why would USC ever worry about getting in trouble with the NCAA? I mean, what what could go wrong, right?
0: <laughs> a lot of our schools don't seem to be all that worried, but for whatever USC, after those sections, I mean, compliance has been a huge part uh, of what they do at USC, even now. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're being a little overly cautious. Uh, about about all that. So there, b- people talk about all the time, like oh USC's throwing money at kids. I'm like, they don't have a collective. They didn't. They didn't have anything going where they were organized and you know being able to do that. So they're trying to get that that way now. But even the collectives that they put together are more on the conservative side. Yeah, a lot
1: going on with USC. Obviously, you can follow all the coverage over at uscfootball.com. Make sure you follow Ryan Abraham on Twitter at InsideTroy. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Blair. That'll do it for us. For Ryan Abraham and our producer Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 5 Minute Morning here on the 24 7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.